Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and today I'm joined by the other co-host, Whitney Nelson. How's it going, Whitney? Hello, it's going well. How about you? Pretty good. I feel like we're we're having a pretty good rotation of hosts on the show lately. Like, everybody's getting involved uh, every now and then. Uh, it's been a little bit since we had you on. Uh, yeah. Anything new? Um, not much. I think that I moved to West Philly since I was last on this show, but I think that's about it. Uh, it's been a lot of work, a lot of work these days, so that's been most of what I've been doing. Yeah, moving isn't fun either, so hopefully that stress is all over with. Yep, it is. That's good to hear. Um, this is a video game podcast for anyone new. I feel like if you... I had a couple people saying they were interested in checking out our show, and I feel like if they listen to our latest episode with Mark, that's not a great place to start because we're just goofy, uh, but at least this (laughs) should be a more baseline, normal episode to listen into and get an idea of what our show's all about. This is a video game podcast, so we're going to talk about the games we've been playing. Um, How about we start with you? I know I don't have too much to contribute, but there are some other things we uh, can do in this episode, uh, particularly talk about some games that are coming out later this year, and then I do also have a What's That Sound? for us nice uh yeah so i played um i was just poking around on steam kind of looking for random stuff and i found a game called ellen and the degenerates rpg (laughs) turns out that it's um a video game actually made by a punk band in brooklyn called ellen and the degenerates and it's all made in ms paint it's a like turn-based rpg and the entire soundtrack of it is songs from the band. Um, That's awesome. And th- it is really only about an hour, maybe two hours of gameplay max. It is, you're, you play the band and uh, a rival band like steals your equipment. So you have to go track down that band and, and all of your band equipment for the gig. Oh, wow. Um, it is super fun. The music is really good. If you're into um punk they are very like grungy a little bit beachy there's something sort of california poppy about their punk rock but it's very very like kind of old school 90s 80s punk uh and i i really 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 enjoyed it and it's free on steam and if you ever want like just an hour or so to kill it was super fun and you know i mean it's all in ms paint so it's not like (laughs) super high tech but they actually did a really good job the the graphics are very fun and um yeah i liked it a lot so i highly recommend it that is so cool. I'm so glad you recommended this. I'm definitely going to look into it. I just, I find it awesome when bands incorporate like some kind of video game aspect uh, to like their music. I know we mentioned Law Dispute doing their whole like uh, experience that's available on itch.io, but this sounds really fun. And yeah, the whole of rival band stealing your equipment, that hits a little too close to home when I was playing <laughs> oh, no. in, in bands. Well, it wasn't the actual rival band, but we would uh, leave our equipment in this one space because uh, we thought it was safe. And then one day all of our shit was gone and it was just oh, no. super tough. And I just see so many bands. I Since I run a record label, I just am always interacting with different bands. And there's so many instances when they're on the road and there's a broken car windshield on Facebook in my newsfeed. And I'm like, oh no. And it's like, yeah, we lost all this equipment and it's just all always frustrating so yeah that sounds like um a good reason to go after your rival fan mates and get it back <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, uh, and a, the name is game. really fucking funny. I like it. It's like I guess like yeah. playing homage that Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> great band name, fun game. Highly recommend it. Yeah, love punk music too. I just was actually at a show in Philly this week. It was um, it's more or less it was screamo, not necessarily punk, but I feel like they're uh kind of related. But the bands Touche More and Pianos Become the Teeth were like playing their first albums that are basically just about ten years old by now. So it's just crazy to think that I've been enjoying their music for that long. And it was really great to see them. And in fact, one of the like local Philadelphia screamo acts, uh, Soul Glow, performed like open for them, and we're actually on the like five day tour. And I, I was just blown away by them. I I had heard their music before, but seeing them live was just a whole different experience. So definitely check out Soul Glow from Philly. They're wild. Nice, nice. Um, and then I think last that I had talked a, a Life is Strange update for me. I just started chapter oh, three. Shit. I finished chapter three and I'm into chapter four. Um, And spoiler alert, I guess, for Life is Strange. (laughs) We've already done it. it. It's all good. It's Um, nothing new to our listeners, hopefully. (laughs) I really, really, really liked chapter three. But I had a big problem with the whole alternate timeline thing where she goes back in time into the photo. Yeah. I, there are so many ways that you could have done it where something else bad happened that made you not want to, like, keep that timeline with the dad around that didn't need to be, like, s- kind of ableist bullshit. Yeah, not I that know she you're wasn't, getting it. Yeah. Like, not that there wasn't, you know, her family was about to lose her house and her respiratory system was still failing, so she was slowly dying anyway and blah, 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 but, like, Putting someone into a wheelchair as a reason to kill their father. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know like, what you mean. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been anything else. It could have been Joyce dies instead. Right. Like, there's literally anything that it could have been where it's like, oh, this isn't better. Uh, you did not need to put her into a wheelchair as the reason that you know, like, you shouldn't rewrite time. I don't know that. It was a really, really good episode, and like the decision at the end of do you like kill your friend or not when she's yeah. asking you to, Holy like fuck. all of that was was super moving, and I thought they did a great job of the emotions behind all of it and everything. I just I had a real problem with the writers of the game. Like, there's so many things you could have done that didn't involve you know ableism i understand that complaint entirely but i also i I think it was a little bit of shock factor and they're just setting up the ability to have those more deep moments with yeah you considering killing your friend i'm sure there was other avenues but i'm not i don't know yeah but yeah i i love that game god damn i can't wait for you to beat that (laughs) and then we're gonna have to get your insight on life is strange too because i know mark and i are not enjoying it as thoroughly as the first game but we're both in agreement that it's still like a solid six or seven out of ten so there's still like a light at the end of the tunnel and there's some real uh promise there but we'll see how they pull it off they did actually that's something i should mention on this video game podcast they announced the release dates for the rest of the episodes for life is strange 2 which was one of our biggest complaints because it's like when life is strange 1 came out it was a very structured timeline of when you can expect the next episode to come out when life is strange 2 came out it was not like that and just recently they announced the dates for all the remaining three episodes so episode three is out may 9th so not terrible episode four august 22nd and then episode five december 3rd so they're really stretching all of 2019 with this and we had 
two episodes in 2018. So it's just like, how do you consider this like game of the year for either year? It's kind of confusing to me. And it's just, it's keeping it in the conversation for an extended period of time, but it's also making me feel like I'm going to lose interest before I even remember to be like, oh, I got to play episode four. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, What I will say is I try to go into because I have all of these, you know, we've talked about it. I missed so much pivotal like video games. Um, as far as, you know, big things that change the genre between N64 and PS4 Pro. <laughs> sure. Um, so I've tried to go into them as blind as possible. I try not to sort of adhere any reviews or anything that are, you know, from those games. Some of it, it's hard, like Metal Gear or, um, you know, I haven't played. There's just so many that I haven't played that, like... Eh, and they're talked about so much as like pivotal games that I just have absorbed a lot of that. Um, I know, and I'm about 15 minutes or so into episode four of Life is Strange. I know that this is the the worst reviewed episode of Life is Strange. Um, and so it's interesting how that's sort of coloring my opinion going into it. And I was really trying not to know anything about Life is Strange, but I know that Dark Room is, is like, out of all of the episodes, it was reviewed the worst. So. Oh, yeah, it's definitely, it gets interesting, I'll say that. Yeah. I don't know, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm excited to get your input after you're done with it all. Yeah. But that's ex- all exciting. That sounds like you've been pretty busy then. Yeah, I tried to, I between moving and everything, it's been like three months or so since I've, I've really actually sat down to like play games. And so now that I'm kind of settled and getting unpacked and, and you know, all the move stuff is over, I've been trying to actually put some time into gaming again. So I've been nice. enjoying that. Yeah, I'm trying to find the time myself to work's been a total bitch. And there's all sorts of other things going on in life that make it challenging to find time. But I did get back into Rocket League a little bit ago, there was some kind of big update I had to install before I could even play again. And I ended up getting like, certain gold, silver and bronze wheels for having competed in the previous season. But that's the thing I feel by the next time this rolls around, I haven't been active in the game, I don't think I'll be earning any rewards. But that's another thing. I also don't even know if I feel like playing competitively anymore. Like I was yeah. very much doing it like anytime I would play Rocket League, but now I just kind of log in the casual and I'm like, you know what? This is so much less stressful <laughs> and it's very nice. So yeah. I think I'm going to just continue doing that for a little while. Maybe I'll get back into competitive, but it's really, there's no point in all reality. Um, continuing on a boring role here. I'm still playing that Tetris 99 on Nintendo Switch. It's the online competitive where you're up against 98 other people playing Tetris and you like kind of like knock each other out. And oh man, I'm just trying to see how good, how how far I can go. Like I think I made it into the like high 20s out of like everybody, but then I always get demolished. So it's definitely a very challenging and fun thing to do, but it it is kind of like after you play it like five to like 10 times, you're like, all right, I'm done with this. Yeah. Um, but I'm still enjoying that. And then I'm trying to think last but not least, I am still going strong with the roller coaster tycoon. God, yeah. I was just struggling with it. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like I deserve an applause for that. Um, I, I, keep, I was mentioning on a previous episode how they have like multiple scenarios. So you can have like your main park, you can have your water park. And then, yeah, there's the scenarios uh, option where you can go and like they have different tasks that you can try to complete within a certain time frame. So for instance, the one I just did recently was like over the course of 30 days, try to get this many people in your custom park. Like you start with a whole fresh new park. Mm-hmm. And that was also one thing I was concerned about. I'm like, all the money I make in 
uh, the main park, I have to spend in this park. I'm like, is this just like throwing money away into this park that's only temporary? I'll get to that eventually. Uh, <laughs> there's different tiers though too. So like there's like a bronze. If you get like say 400 people in your new park, that's the bronze. If you get 600, it's silver. And then uh, 800, it's gold. Um, those could be arbitrary numbers. But if you get like, depending on the tier of uh, your accomplishment, they give you different experience points and like money and stuff. And then at the end of all of uh, the entire event, if you, uh, I, for instance, got the gold tier on the, the one event I did, that was 30 days. It then rewards you with the the experience and the other stuff, but then it also kind of liquidates all of your park accessories for that one and like turns it into money so you get your money back long story short and you can then invest that into your main park so that was actually really helpful at one point because there's certain blocks of uh, real estate that are like i don't know 11 million dollars to purchase so when i completed that event i had a shitload of money i was like i can actually afford that so it's still keeping me entertained i'm surprised but there's also like as you level up i'm what level 37 or so like every five levels there's like something new to unlock like i I think there's like this mall area where you can buy certain cards and stuff like so it's definitely keeping me interested yeah nice oh well would you look at that i think bren's gonna join the call here Whoa. what's up bren i was lost in the gungeon because that's <laughs> reabsorbed my life again that's right yeah we did just have the year of the relapse is what you referred to it as yeah i Unlocked everybody in Risk of Rain, and there's a lot of more secret bullshit in there that's very difficult to get because it's all RNG based. Uh, but otherwise, I'm pretty much I've I've accomplished everything I wanted to in Risk of Rain too. Um, oh, still, nice. still very fun, still great. Uh, the online multiplayer is real janky. Like just getting a match now is real difficult. So that sucks. Um, but there's like a secret boss area with like an un godly unkillable monster until you spend a lot of it's just real tough <laughs> um and then so i get when i finished that i got back into gungeon 2 a lot more and all right <laughs> this is ugh. all right so there's a lot a few more guns they're all very expensive two new playable characters one of them you have to like get a special item in a dungeon run and then kill the lich which is the final final boss and hard as shit to get the second the last playable character you have to play as that new character defeat the lich then do another run as that new character and defeat like a powered up version of the lich jesus and you have to do that in one run you can't like take a break or like you have damn you have to beat the like powered up lich as that new character to unlock that character so it's just like oh it's Brutal, and I've gotten pretty close. The last I was gonna say, times. have you taken many attempts? Yeah, I'm. I the game's actually minimized right now. <laughs> I was playing it <laughs> before this call, um, and it's uh, the lich has three forms, and I was almost done the first form on the powered up like second run. That's as close as I've gotten, and it's just like ah, oh, right there, just ah, oh. and because it's all RNG and broke like it sometimes you just get shit items and you just really can't beat it in any way so i can get infuriating but yeah i am completely hooked nice that's cool um but yeah any other games that you've been playing or is it mainly those 
mainly those two. I've I, since those came out, I fell off of Crypt of the Necro Dancer since I was just playing that in preparation for the sequel sometime in the summer. Right. So, yeah, the Hyrule one. Yeah. So since that's like months away, I'm I'm trying to finish the last update for Gungeon, and I believe I have all the new guns already unlocked. So it's it's pretty much just these two characters now. Well, good luck with your endeavor trying to beat the Lich and then beat him again, the powered-up Lich. Oh, uh, man, that sounds like some Dark Souls inspiration there. It's, um, uh, it's a <laughs> but I love it. One thing Whitney and I mentioned before you joined the call that we were going to discuss is, like, some games that are coming out in the future. Like, I don't know, we don't have to go, like, through, like, a whole list or anything, but I was just thinking maybe any that jump out at us. I know, for instance, in April, uh, April 26th is the release date of the game of the game days gone i don't personally have an interest in this game but i know they're like on the playstation store they're like really hyping it up they're trying to like get people re-interested and i I just feel like this game's gonna be a giant flop if you ask me this is the one for people who don't recall at e3 it was just like a demo of showcasing how many zombies could be on screen essentially yeah so Felt like Norman Reedus was in it, or some. Oh, some right, actor. or somebody, or, or at least he looked like him. It could have been one of these Ellen Page situations with <laughs> The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, the the physics of the zombies looked cool. When I saw the trailer, I was like, the 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 physics of it, the mechanics of it look interesting. But I also can't imagine it holding my attention for more than like twenty minutes. It just didn't right. seem like there was enough story or enough. I don't know, differentiation in the gameplay for it to really just hold me like they are trying to hype it up that it's going to. And we'll see. We'll see once like reviews start coming out and what people start saying if there's, you know, more story to it or whatever. But it just seemed like after a few minutes, I would know what it's about and be done. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just post-apocalyptic biker gang. And I mean, I'm sort of into it. I mean, I don't know. I feel like they were just like, everybody loves Call of Duty zombies. Let's just do that, but make it a little more open worldy. I feel like it was just like a call to a question no one wanted. It's like, do you guys want more zombies? It's like, no. That's been playing out so much. Wait. It's like like Walking Dead. I don't know anyone who's still watching it. Like, it's still going. I'm sure it's still bringing in a decent amount of numbers. But it's definitely fucking jumped the shark for a zombie show. And the last of us, the last of us did zombies in an interesting way. And it was a very compelling story. And it's like critically acclaimed and like, consumer acclaimed and all that and the sequel's coming out so like if you're going for like a zombie-esque post-apocalyptic shooter game and like the biggest hitter is coming out with a sequel like good good luck luck. (laughs) for real that's a good point i am very excited for the the next last of us just based off of the trailers that was at e3 and how they're focusing on what was her name ellie yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just like the idea of of because I feel like that's something we haven't seen much of in zombie fiction is like the next generation of people who've grown up in this world. Um, they kind of did that with that movie. What was uh? What was the movie with the little girl? Twenty eight days later, or weeks? No. Later? The girl with all the gifts. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. The girl with all the gifts is um like. Uh, it's kind of like, if you remember, um, in, oh, which movie was it? Underworlds, maybe the first Underworld, where he becomes like a hybrid of vampire and werewolf. She's like a, a a hybrid. She's, it's not like she's not infected with the zombie virus, but she's infected with it and can control it. 
and doesn't become full zombie. So she re- like maintains her intelligence and her faculties and whatever. Whereas oh, zombies wow. all go like, it's an incredibly good movie. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely no. watch The Girl with All the Gifts. It's so good. Um mm. And they, they don't know if she can, like, be the antidote for the virus because she's a carrier, but it's not making her into a monster and blah, blah, blah. But it's the only time that you really see kids who've grown up in a zombie-filled world. Like, the apocalypse has happened. What is left of humanity is doing this. And, and these kids are, like, growing up in it. I'm curious to see, like, them showing Ellie co- going from little girl to, like, woman um, I think that's an interesting way to tell the zombie story. But I also feel like that's the only new thing that I haven't seen in zombie stories. I feel like we've covered so much of the other stuff that there's no, no real, like, new ideas to mine there. Definitely. Yeah, that movie sounds very similar to The Last of Us because the Ellie situation. It's not a yeah. spoiler. The game's been, been out for years. If you don't know it by now, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, but yeah, that'd be interesting to see because... It's kind of like that with Walking Dead, at least with the, the comics. Uh, Robert Kirkman, the creator, said, like, Rick isn't the main character. Carl is his son. Yeah. So you're going to see his development in that situation, in that post-societal world, where they're like, oh, we have to rebuild society. It's like, no. Society, as we know, it's gone forever. We have to create a new society of how we interact. Like, they wouldn't have just cemeteries or um, in the post-zombie outbreak. You wouldn't just bury your dead because they would come back. It would almost always be crematoriums where you would have to incinerate the body or do something different with it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. We got, we got real sidetracked from games we were excited for though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, I do want to mention, yeah, one that I'm super excited for and it's coming out June 21st, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled and it's going to be out for PS4, Xbox One and Switch and I'm almost tempted to just get it for Switch. I, I know like I should just get it for PS4, but I just love Switch so much. It's definitely a good mobile game and, you know, easy way to sync up with other people if it's on Exactly. Switch. Yeah. I, uh, is Sayonara Wild Hearts out yet? Is it time for me to buy a Switch? Oh, <laughs> I don't know, actually. Uh, uh, let, let me look, because I knew it was coming out in spring. I was going to look it up, then I realized I don't know how to spell Sayonara. <laughs> uh, it looks like it might be out from the website. Is Sayonara Japanese? Yeah, S-A-Y-N-O-A-R-A. Um, it looks like it might be out now. It's hard oh, to tell oh, from nice. the website. Um, so, so it is time for you to get a Switch. <laughs> it is time for me to get a Switch. So it's it's brand new. I did read um, last week, uh, Polygon reviewed it. They got a media copy, and he only played the first level. That was the only uh, thing available in the media copy. And his mm-hmm. review um, very much made me excited to play it. So I told you guys that that they this is they've only made mobile games before now mm-hmm. and this this company has done an incredible job of incorporating um like the gyroscoping stuff or sliding stuff or whatever is with the the like mobile devices into not just the gameplay but like the story itself. So seeing what these guys do with the Switch as far as the game um that I don't know too much about how they're going to do it, but I also know they're going to incorporate some weird stuff because they like to get the physical device that you're playing on involved in the actual story itself and not just the gameplay. And it just looks so cool. It's so neon. And I know that they got like um, an incredible musical 
team behind the score because it's music based. Um, so yeah. I think it starts as a runner. I don't think it stays a runner, but it's all beats and music based. And I think you like there's at one point you get off your motorcycles, like it starts sort of Tron-esque as a runner, but then you move into like sword fighting at one point and stuff like yeah. that. But it's it's um I'm just so excited to see what they do with it. And from this review on Polygon about the first level, it it's so far lived up to exactly what I thought it was going to be. So um, I I think I'm going to have to buy a Switch to play it because it's only on the Switch. Yeah, excellent. It it looks really good. I'm I'm interested. I might have to get that and try to play it too, and we can talk about it on the show together. Mm-hmm. Um, one game that I know so many gamers have been waiting for, and I personally have no real connection with this franchise, but it's just a big one in the community. Shenmue Three is finally coming out mm-hmm. in August. <laughs> okay, and I feel like. What the fuck? How long of a wait has there been for that? Because this is like another Kingdom Hearts scenario. I mean, it's it's set to come out this year. Yeah, August twenty seventh. If it actually yeah. does, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's what I mean. I remember Shenmue being on the original Dreamcast, so that tells you how long ago that was. I'm not even sure what system the sequel was on. I think it was also Dreamcast. Really? Oh yeah. wow! But also, oh, uh, Xbox as well. Um, I don't, I don't think Shenmue's going to translate well into the new age of gaming. I think, I think there's a lot of nostalgia behind it, and people who've gone back and replayed it recently are like, "Hey, this kind of sucks." <laughs> so I don't know how well this is actually going to work, especially yeah, considering they- the Kickstarter was just PR; it was just an ad for the game because. Like, I think it, the Kickstarter is like the most fun to Kickstarter, like in the fast amount of time or some other record or whatever. But it's maybe going to be like a 36 of the total cost. Like, it's not, it wasn't nearly enough to make the actual game because Shenmue back in the day cost millions. And I was like, not, that was $1990. Right? So, yeah, it's, it's going to be an expensive game. And I don't know. I, I think it's not going to live up to the hype. It's going to be like a, uh, what's some other games that took forever to come out that sucked? Took forever, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Uh, no, you can't <laughs> include that. <laughs> it, it's stuff like this where it's like, hey, we're doing a sequel twenty years after the original. It's like, when has this ever been good? Right. Blade that's Runner, a good point. maybe. That, I, that's the only one that can come to my mind. Well. Uh, last one I want to mention though, uh, maybe before we go into a couple news topics and play what's that sound, uh, this, this is kind of to be announced or determined when it's coming out, but Mario Kart Tour was delayed to summer 2019. So I'm hoping we'll hear more news about that, but that is essentially Mario Kart on your phone, iOS or Android. So Hmm. that'll be cool. I know Animal Crossing set to come out sometime this year. That's right. For Switch. I'm not excited for it, but I know a ton of people are. Because they're big Animal Crossing fans. Oh, and we also have that other Pokemon game, but it's untitled at the moment. Oh, eh, we'll see about that. <laughs> Pokemon's real hit or miss. Everyone loves it, but uh, some yeah. of the The trailer problems. looked great. I don't know. I'm interested. There's a, there's two going. games that I'm interested in, too, um, mm-hmm. that I don't know too much about. The Outer Worlds, um, I'm curious about. Oh, what was that? Obsidian Studios? Yeah, it's Obsidian. So it's it's the creators of Fallout and the developers of Fallout New Vegas, but it's yeah. sci-fi. It's not a Fallout property. Um, so I'm curious to see what they do. One thing that I found interesting that they've I saw that kind of made me want to look more into it was that the um, you make choices as you go to customize 
like the gameplay, the combat part of it. Like if you keep getting attacked by a certain animal, you can choose a skill that actually debuffs you when you come across that animal so that it's harder for them to kill, but then you get skill points in other places and stuff like that. There, It just seems like an interesting mechanic that they're going for. And I like the Fallout stuff so much. I haven't played 76 and I don't know that I will because <laughs> it's just, I, I haven't heard good things and I, yeah. it's, it's not what, it's none of the things I like about Fallout, but. It looks like these guys maybe learned some stuff from Fallout stuff and made a sci- more sci-fi version of it. So I'm curious about that. And I also am super interested in Twin Mirror. Um, oh, okay. That's coming out. I don't know when. I know it's 2019, but I don't know if there's a, a specific date for it. But they're still saying that they're releasing it in 2019. But that's from the guys who made Life is Strange. But it looks almost more like if the people who made Life is Strange made Alan Wake. Yeah, they also aren't the same people mm. who made Life is Strange making that vampire game, and that's also supposed to be coming out this year. I don't that's, think that has a release that date came out like either. Last year, Doug. Oh, oh, I guess year. it's coming out for Switch or something. Yeah. I, I saw that on somewhere that it was coming out this year. Okay, my mistake. You're absolutely right. That is available on like Steam and everything. Yeah. Uh, Twin. Yeah, I haven't heard of this. They described it as a story-driven investigation game that will require players to explore a place where the line between truth and deception is blurred, which sounds like it could not be more up my alley. Um, psychological thriller story-driven type games are are super my bag, and so I'm, I'm curious to see. I'm, I think I'm going to really like Twin Mirror. Definitely. Just looking at shots of it, it's, it, I don't know, I kind of get like a mirror, or not mirror's edge, um, <laughs> heavy rain from it because it just seems like the one guy's a detective going about his day and investigating people and then there's these just crazy dreamscapes where like yeah. big chunks of lands are floating and i'm like i guess he goes into a trip or something yeah i mean that's Hell why yeah. that's why it looks like alan wake to me because that's very yeah. much how alan alan wake went um it just got weirder and weirder as you went along which i'm super into yeah nice. i just uh, fucking alan wake got annoying with me because it's just like oh you were, it was a dream the whole time. Like you go back to the beginning and start back over again, like every time. And just like, is there, is there another twist? Is there any other story besides this one? Because <laughs> it's just the same one over and over. It was enjoyable. It was a unique game. It was for sure. Um, Atomic Heart is coming out supposedly 2019. And this was, I think, showcased at E3 and not much is really known about it besides just like this weird apocalyptic robot infested like Russia. And it's like a 1950s era Oh, yeah, I think I remember seeing this trailer at E3. Yeah, it caught a lot of people's attention because it was just like so creepy and kind of just weird. But like no one really knew much about it. So that's going to be, I'm not going to like pre-order anything, but that's going to be at least interesting to see what comes out of it. And if it, you know, gives Fallout a run for its money. Yeah, this one looks very creepy. That's the thing that I like about it is that it's kind of a new take on post-apocalyptic where it's more like Cold War USSR instead of like the like late 50s, early 60s atomic war kind of stuff. Like I like the sort of more Russian Cold War-esque element to it. I feel like all the post-apocalyptic stuff that we always see is the Fallout type era where it's, you know, like classic cars and frank sinatra Mm -hmm. but it's post-apocalypse and this is looks much more like 80s sort of russian robots yeah they look like robots on crocodile (laughs) (laughs) what's an easy way to revamp a genre in a game style don't put it in america that's it 
that's all you have to do. And now it's a whole new <laughs> there game. There you go. It's so much more interesting now. Yeah, yeah I definitely uh, don't think I'll buy this one until it's like on a sale, but it might be something that I'm into. Keep an yeah. eye on, yeah. Maybe Halloween season for me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, totally. Uh, what else? Oh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3? I have my eye on that because I liked X-Men Legends and the first Ultimate Alliance game, but the later ones were pretty shit. So, and I don't have high expectations for them anymore, Marvel-wise. So, I don't know. That's one I'll keep an eye on, at least. Totally. Uh, what else is going on? Yeah. Oh, uh, I forgot to say, Outer Worlds got into kind of heat of water because it was being advertised for weeks, months, whatever, on like Steam and other platforms and stuff. And it's going to be another Epic Games Store exclusive. So, people are really pissy about that. Oh, damn. Yeah, there's another one. I can't put is my it, finger uh, on it, but I saw according that. According to the internet right now, it's going to be on Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. It won't be released on Steam until 2020. Um, oh. That's the thing. It's It'll be on PC. and Well, that's what I mean. Uh, for PC, it's going to be an Epic Store game exclusive for 2019. Gotcha. And then in yeah. 2020, like- it releases on Steam. Yeah. That's like what Microsoft did with the whole Tomb Raider games. Like It was like, oh, we have uh, exclusive rights to this Tomb Raider. I forget which one, Rise of the Tomb Raider. And then PS4 players got it like a year later. And I was so butthurt because I'm like, damn it. Yeah, same with uh, Borderlands 3. They just announced that recently. Uh, same deal. So Yeah, but there's they also, are really trying to get them to pl- use their platform. And the exclusivity is the only thing Epic Store Games has right now. Um, but with so many games right now, it's never been easier to just be like, ah, I'll play something else until it comes out, and then I'll just buy it for the platform I want. Totally. <laughs> I've had, like, three people send me Borderlands 3 trailers, and I'm not impressed with any of them. I mean, the first one that came out was just a teaser and didn't show you anything, and yeah. the second one, like, it looks nice, but it doesn't look different at all. Like, I, nothing that feeling. was nothing that was shown in the trailer, literally people know how much fun I had with the last Borderlands, so i had like three different people send me the trailer when it was released and i was like this is nice but i don't none of this looks different or new um so i'm curious to see when there's a little bit more story or gameplay that's shown in a trailer um what is actually different about it because i really enjoyed it but i also don't need to pay you know 60 bucks 70 bucks for like the same game all over again (laughs) totally yeah the advertisement of a bajillion guns isn't really a selling point anymore yeah no i want like five guns that i can just (laughs) good guns i can just increase the stats as i go like that's my thing is i'm not i'm not an equipment hoarder where i want 50 different guns for different situations i just want like one good gun that i like that shoots well that i can upgrade as i level up i don't want one million guns (laughs) then you should play Anthem because the gun you start out with is the strongest gun in the game because it's broken and a janky-ass game. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the trailer I saw, I think people were more excited just to be in the Borderlands world again because, yeah. yeah, the trailer really didn't show much beyond just like, hey, remember the characters from the Telltale game? They're in this one now. It's canon. And like, yeah. that's about it. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Uh, Pathless. That's a game I'm kind of interested in. It's from uh, the developers of Abzu. And it's oh, okay. Kind of, I love the Abzu. Yeah. And this is the one with like the kind of Mongolian hawk uh, girl with like the bow and arrow. That's right. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I was yeah, very yeah, interested yeah, yeah. when I this saw the trailer. This one looks so good. Yeah. So I, I know very little about it beyond that, but that's enough to get my interest because it looks amazing. Totally. Uh, just going to plow through the last few. I'm looking at a list. 
Uh, Psychonauts 2. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if that comes out. <laughs> I don't trust you, Tim Schafer. You, you condemned neo-Nazis at the Gaming Awards, which is, hey, that's great. It's not that hard to do, but I don't trust you with money. Um, this is also, like, the biggest, like, game on the fig dot, was it, IO platform, where it was, like, the crowdfunding for games. Yeah. And you'd, be the, you'd get a producer credit for it sort of thing. It's like, I don't fucking trust this. So, I don't know. I'm skeptical of that. Uh, there's one game I never even heard of on this list called Sable. And it looks like a graphic novel. So I don't know what kind of game this is, but it looks beautiful. Sable, S-A-B-L-E. I yeah. feel like that's ringing a bell and I don't know why. I think I we've no talked idea. about it. Did we talk yeah. about it? Because I definitely remember seeing... I definitely remember seeing this art and being like, this looks incredible. Yeah. But I don't remember if we talked about it on the show or not. I don't think we actually have, actually. But no, I'm glad it's being brought up because this art is really interesting. It almost looks like Tatooine and pod racing to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, but it looks great. Uh, Spelunky 2, speaking of roguelikes, uh, that's not one I've particularly dabbled in, but I know it's got a big fan base and it's a very good game. But whew, that's a tough one. And that weird goose game where you play as a goose and just Fuck wreck shit. Yes. That's I apparently want that. coming out. <laughs> well, this list says early 2019 and it's April now. So Yeah, I, oh man, this year's flying by. This is already we what a year already and we have this on the horizon. I'm excited to see how it pans out for the rest of 2019. The past few years for games have been insane. We're it's a good time to have a video game podcast, I guess. Um <laughs> there's too many already. <laughs> There's only really one uh, show topic I want to mention before we do What's That Sound, and I just will just mention it briefly, but it's something that's been a really long time coming. So finally, you are capable of changing your PSN <laughs> name, and it's just like, I feel like it's it was never that hard to just like implement this for the people that have been begging for it, because there's been so many. I remember many episodes ago, it was titled My Parents' PS4, it was like To Be Reckoned oh, With, and yeah. it's like stupid as all goddamn hell, and like... The next day, it was like, oh, yeah, let me change it to something better. You can't. So here we are in the year 2019. They did it. Uh, kudos, PlayStation. You finally answered our prayers. <laughs> did something right after losing e- everyone's information. I did also want to bring up before we go into the game. Um, I brought up a while back the Unraveled series from Brian David yeah, Gilbert on, on Polygon. I, did you guys see the the perfect poke rap? I've been watched all of those videos like three times now. And yeah, yeah. they're very good. The poker app is incredible. Doug, Doug, you gotta get on it. These videos are amazing. They're very good. Brian David Gilbert is becoming like an auteur with humorous video game based content. Like he goes so deep into it and he writes these amazing scripts for them. And they're like 15 minutes long. The, the poke rap one is he did live at, um, PAX East and it's like 30 minutes long, but he, he talks about he wants to write the perfect poke rap because the one that's at the end of every episode of the of the cartoon is terrible. And then he goes into what makes the perfect poke rap. And it's amazing and hilarious. And the, the rap itself is actually kind of a banger. And it's really, really good. <laughs> nice. It's no, that sounds really fun. impressive. Yeah. Nice. Gotta okay. watch it. I'm definitely gonna look into that. And listeners, I recommend you doing that if you haven't already. Yeah. Um, Beloved YouTuber that plays Skyrim called Skyrim Grandma. She's going to be in the next Skyrim game. Or Skyrim. Uh, Elder Scrolls game. Yeah. So they scanned her in as like an NPC and they did the full motion capture and stuff for her face and stuff. 
So I thought that was a really cool tribute. Yeah. Um, nice. Kotaku actually did something decent for once and had real journalism and did a, like a really big expose on Bioware and what went wrong with all of the Anthem development and what's still currently going wrong. And Bioware retaliated with their own uh, message like 45 minutes later, so they didn't even read his article. So that was just them being emotional and re- uh, you know knee-jerk reaction. And it really shows you how messy it is and how how far Bioware has fallen under the guise of EA. And uh, speaking of shitty things, movies. Uh, the Star Wars trailer came out for the next movie, so everyone's on fire about that. Good or oh, bad. Oh, fuck, I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah, mostly bad because just Star Wars has become just such a vile, vitriolic fan base these days somehow, despite being the, like, the biggest movie franchise of all time. Uh, and a little story for me personally, uh, the Hellboy movie came out and it's not good. Oh no, I was wondering what your thoughts would be. Uh, I didn't see it, but these reviews are not kind in the least. So I don't Mm. think I'll ever see it. So that's a shame. I remember you were concerned because yeah, they were just trying to make it like more humorous or something, but it, and you said the, the, the extent of humor in Hellboy is just like, I don't know, a a monkey with a gun. (laughs) There is humor in it, but it's, it's. Hellboy's one of those things where it's amazing for a comic book, but I don't think it translates the best into a movie. But like Ron Perlman and Guillermo del Toro, those movies are great. They're very enjoyable. But clearly, whoever was the creative force behind this movie didn't fully understand what makes Hellboy Hellboy. And just the trailer alone, they tried to compact way too much. Like, this movie is about the final story arc in the Hellboy series. So there's just way too much stuff to cover in one movie and it just right it seems like they fucked it up so yeah i'm gonna that's skip a that bummer one. yeah fair enough um well yeah we are gonna go ahead and revive a dead conversation game we haven't played this since december of 2018 i don't Ooh. think so it's been a minute but uh we're gonna play what's that sound All right, so we're playing What's That Sound. I said to Whitney before we started that I tried to make it uh, reasonable, but also it's still going to be a little challenging. But hey, now you have Brent's help, so I'm that, not sure if that matters. That's not help. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to do our best here. Let's listen to sound number one now. I hmm. I definitely know what type of game this is, and I'm like ninety percent sure specifically Ooh. which game. I don't think right. I know. Oh, but okay, so that's interesting. I'm gonna go with Bren then for the first guess because yeah, he thinks he has a chance. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. So Whitney wants to take a guess. Okay, that's fair. Okay. No, I really i I'm trying to think. The the music is throwing you. me off because the the stone scraping noise sounds so familiar to me, but the music didn't sound familiar. And usually the music is the first thing that gets me. Okay, what's the hint? Right. Oh, I I can't give you the hint until we have some guesses. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know then. Uh, I'm gonna say Greece. 
No, but that's oh, a good guess. Fuck. And that's, I was thinking there's a chance you might not get this one. Okay, so I, I do want to give you guys a hint. So yeah, each have a, a guess with this knowledge. It is a mobile game. Okay, then I know what it is. No. Oh, wow. Do I? Pretty sure I know what it is. I, I think it's that genre of games like Grease, where it's very atmospheric, colorful, beautiful, like art. Like the argument that like games can be art, it's that type of game. Right. Wait, was it Device 6? No, but that's a guess, and I'll count it. Uh, so we only have one more guess. Uh, you guys have a chance to get this. Uh, Bren, are you going to be the person that goes out on a limb? Monument Valley. Yes, Oh, <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Oh, that really worked out. Yeah. Awesome. Because such a that would still I would still consider that in the like minimal like art yes. as games genre, but yeah. it, like the mobile game hint is you know that's the only one I can think of that does that. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that worked out. So you guys got one out of the three. Let's see if you can get the next one and win the game. Uh, let's listen to sound number two now. So pretty sure I know what this one is. I don't think I've played Ooh. this. There's a chance. This one I feel like is the more challenging one of the three. Oh. Now I'm oh. less confident. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of throwing people off. Uh I don't know exactly which game, but I'm gonna say Crash Bandicoot. You're okay, so that's Team how the, the game works. Yes, yes, okay, okay you get it. You, I was gonna say <laughs> that counts for sure, no matter what. But yes, this is specifically from Crash Team Racing. It's when uh, I forget if you're playing as Cortex or one of the evil villain characters. Uh, when you Joe. get the, you get one of the masks. Uh, it's kind of like the, oh, the power I forget up. What they're called. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's the evil mask because there's a good one and an evil one, uh, and yeah. there's different sounds per one. That's the evil one. But yeah, that's cool that you were able to pick that one out. So already you guys have won. What's that sound? Good job. Let's see if you can do the hat trick, though. And let's <laughs> listen to sound number three now. I know this one. <laughs> That's good, because I don't think I do. It sounds familiar, but I don't think I've played it. Well, let's have Whitney uh, get the hat trick. What is this? The Stardew Valley. It certainly oh, is. And okay. the funny thing is that actually is a clip that includes like some kind of rare event. So I'm told yeah, where yeah, it like, there's is. There's a witch that like flies over your chicken coop and curses your chicken to oh, be a void yeah. chicken. That's not oh, a curse. That's, that's what a it blessing. Is, is that not what, what it is? It could be, but that's I the thing. What I saw on where I got the source of the audio from, they were saying it's a wolf effect or something. Where like a, a vent, I don't know. They had to just like sleep at this place over and over again for this wolf to do their thing. Oh, but interesting. I, I have a feel- then I haven't actually sure. seen that. It's it kind of sounded like the witch. There's like a witch that flies over your chicken coop and curses yeah. your chicken, and that's a rare okay. event too. But but it might be that they just sound kind of similar in tone. But that's definitely Stardew Valley. Awesome. You got it. That was fantastic. So that was good to replay uh, What's That Sound again. Good job, guys. You 
can always tell what uh, sounds Doug's are li- Doug is likely going to pick because it's whatever game he's either currently playing or talking about. Well, I, I try to also base it around who I'm playing the game with. So Stardew Valley for Whitney. Yeah. I want you to have a chance. Yeah, it worked. Like, I never would have gotten the, the Crash Team Racing because I've never played it. And I, I knew yeah. the second I heard it, I was like, nope, I've never heard this before. <laughs> Yeah, well, Bren came through with Monument Valley, too. I feel like you were probably, you could have got that. I think I would have gotten there, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But that was a fun episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Let's do some plugs and wrap it up. Uh, Whitney, you have another, you have a bunch of podcasts. Let's (laughs) hear about them and where our listeners can find you. I do have a bunch of podcasts. So um, Historical Hotties is uh, a show where we go through different categories of historical figure and try and figure out which one is the biggest babe. Um, We just recently did um, Violinists, which turned out to be a weirdly fascinating episode. I thought it was going to kind of be boring, and they actually turned out to be super interesting people. Um, So that's uh, Historical Hotties. You can find us everywhere. You get podcasts. I am also on... Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, which is a Keanu Reeves podcast, and we go through every uh, Keanu Reeves movie in chronological order. We just did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and that was the first time I'd ever seen that movie. So if you want to hear what I thought about Bill and Ted for the first time ever, uh, you could go listen to the most recent episode there. Um, Oh, yeah. And that's Cool Breeze Over the Mountains. And then I'm on a real play podcast called Myth Takes, and I'm actually going to be uh, re- Coming back on the show, I've been out for the last couple of arcs, but Annabelle's coming back in, so you can go find me there playing my character Annabelle, who's been described as the lone gunman meets Veronica Mars. Um, and, nice. uh, yes, that's where I am on the internet. And coming up, Very cool. coming up soon will be extremely fast and incredibly furious, but we, we are not done editing that yet. So that's, that's you right. can, you can follow Fast Furious Pod on Twitter, which I was so surprised was not taken. And, uh, <laughs> Fast Furious Pod if you want to get updates on when we're going live with that. And then we also have to announce the Guinness World Book of Records for having the most podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Bren, how about you? Uh, you also have another podcast. Yeah, I'm on another one. It's about anime. You know, a topic no one cares about. <laughs> it's called... Uh, Basta does. Oh, yeah, he loves it. It's his favorite. Uh, I want to get them all one day. Uh, <laughs> it's called Are Weeb There Yet? W-E-E-B. And it's a podcast where me and another weeby friend of mine try to convert our non-weeb friend into the wonderful world of anime. And the last few episodes, <laughs> you, it, you wouldn't seem like that. It wouldn't seem like we're trying to convert him because the last few episodes, he's absolutely fucking hated the show for <laughs> personal reasons because he's worked on one of them and it nearly killed him. And not personal reasons because it's just absolute trash that I picked and love. So I believe... This episode coming out, we did Cells at Work, which is an anime about cells inside of your body. And it's basically just anime Osmosis Jones. And it was actually pretty wow. good. So That's interesting. Yeah, we had a fun time. Very cool. Listeners, definitely check that out as well. And if you want, uh, I have a record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com. I have the fourth compilation actually probably coming out later this week. So there's going to be, I don't know, maybe 16 or 17 tracks on there, a bunch of different bands, actually international bands, uh, tons of them. So definitely look into that if you're interested. A lot of emo, screamo, and math rock if that's your bag of chips. And listener, if you like our show, tell a friend, tell a family member, uh, 
I'm trying to think if there's anybody else you should tell, but yeah, try <laughs> to get somebody to listen to our show. Uh, we're findable at ABT Silence on all the social media. And I promise I will try to get Twitch streaming again. We'll see if we can get that going on. And hopefully there's an interview on the horizon. So Ooh. keep an eye out. Um, but thanks for tuning in, everyone. We will be back next week. See ya. Bye. See ya.